Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to DocuSweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, my loves, which can be a little salty, a little peppery, a little, you know, spicy. I'll, I'll be honest, it's never murder. So we're never going to kill. It's not a killed, it's not a killing kind of palette. But at the end of the day, hopefully mildly sweet. Hi! Oh my God. So we pick up, you guys, where we left off in the last episode. She's this excited. episode is called, oh, let me let me give you guys what we're talking about in general. So what we're talking about is the Netflix documentary, Murder Murders, A Southern Scandal, Episode 2, Murder at Moselle. I like the name Moselle, actually. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, it is so Southern. It is so, like, just reeking of that palpable visceral hot southern evil night just an evil night in the south it is evil south i just like there is it's like a you know it's a subgenre. i'm into it obviously by into it i mean i wouldn't you know just like i'm into how palpable and visceral the feelings of like breathing down there at you know this the sounds of like the dead at night and the insects and the frogs honey and just like everyone just a symphony of just like you know cemetery style music and it's just i mean cemetery style music let's go into that what does that sound like cemetery style music uh-huh. yeah um as opposed to harry style music cemetery style music um you know it's like it's the symphony of the night, you know, and not like fan of the opera, although I do love it. It's like the music of the night, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, the creepies and the crawlies and the, hey. you know, the crickets and the frogs. And there's like just so many weird insects, the mosquitoes that just want to bite. You just want to suck your blood, but it's not just the mosquitoes, honey. It's the characters that just want to latch on, suck you dry and leave your dead corpse in the middle of the field honey, to be found or not found only by the crows when you're dead carcass is like yeah it's like why do the girls actually like bury people why do they why do they just leave them out the open and then call the police on themselves and then try to act like they didn't know what happened like they did it three different times i mean except for like the stephen kid they didn't i'm like why leave him in the road with his shoes on well someone else found him i i mean that's one of the crazy one one part of this i love and i wish we could play is the 911 phone calls the 911 phone call of finding stephen is what it sounds like by like um, a very very nice like maybe black guy who's like yeah you remember that it was like and then and then anyway yes they was he just he a random man found that body yeah no i know yeah, I'm, I'm following you i was oh i guess so why yeah why what are you asking like they, he doesn't know that he that person was killed yeah no i'm just it was a yes ending and my yes and was that uh why don't they bury the bodies um, I get what you're saying, but totally. I get they should bury the body. I thought you were saying, but what they do is they call the cops on themselves. Like Alec calls the cop and says that his, listen, at the end of the day, we're not even to those murders yet, but this father kills, calls we the all cop. know. He calls the cop calls on the himself too, with the mother and the son. He calls the cop. They call the cop on themselves with Gloria Statterfield. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So, but yeah, in like Stephen Smith, though, I don't know. They could have just buried him, and they they try they try to like that's what was dumb. The Stephen Smith thing, which well, I mean, let's get well. well the, the thing about that is they're dumb. They 
kill him and then think that they're just going to leave him out in the middle of the road so that someone will just run into him and then maybe that they think that that's what killed him that thing that's what they were like planning on but instead some very general like just w- going like well i'm not gonna run over that obvious dead man body just right here i'm just gonna call the cops so they find awkwardly a dead body place in the middle of the street yeah it's weird that they don't know it's 2015 and not you know 1915 where you could do something like that and have the coppers believe that it was we have forensic we have dna like we have shit now you what what was this it was like they they listened to grandpapa's like version of what should have happened and it just like you're right there must be do you think that there's listen at some point you could even give me that like there is literally books and books of this family and their in their uncles and their dads wrote like how to get away with murder literally like i mean you know and like <laughs> just being like well well one thing is maybe they find the body never happened you know and so like that's I think right? we're far enough away from poverty. You like to me what we're seeing, like with Alex and Paul, we're seeing people who have who are too far away from the beginning of the lineage, and so now they're just over the top. It's the same thing with like the Army Hammer folk, and I'm gonna bring it back to this. Is like you get two generations in of folks who just know nothing but affluence and nothing but privilege, and then they start to be sloppy because they don't know how. They don't know what it was like to be poor. They don't know what it was like to not have influence. They just don't think that their um, that their actions will lead to anything negative. And like I like I was telling, um, I was talking to some some in my book club about this and telling them to listen to oh. our podcast. So hopefully they do. Hi Derek, I hope you're listening. Um, is oh. that that is it's it's generations, and we think like, oh, the Murdaws have probably have all been brought down. No, no. There's one Murdaugh man, I'm sure he had three or four kids. And we're just seeing one branch of a fifth generation of Murdaugh. There are first cousins of Murdaugh roaming all around Southern. Like that's why cutting Alec off and allowing him to go to prisons for his family's crimes. They were just like, all right, we'll just cut that arm off. Well, I mean, the brother, so we'll, Alec has a brother. And he's in the docuseries, and I think he's in, in the later episodes or whatever. And they they really show him, I think, in just his own public uh, statement footage. And he ends up being also, like, at the trial. So, I mean, Alex's brother is on his side or, like, has supported him, you know, like, that, 100%. Now, saying, no, I'm not going to, you know, he... It's just interesting. Okay, going back to what you're saying, yes. And my dad says this all the time because as a money manager, he's just like, yeah, you know, you just like, God, he has some horrible saying to talk about how grandkids lose the fortune that their grandfathers made or grandmothers made, you know, based upon, you know, working hard and understanding the value of certain things. And the kids or the grandkids just are like, you know and just lose it all and yeah it's uh it's not you're not wrong so um but anyway so let's get back to this so these haram uh it's really you know mallory's um family who have to try and find out if their daughter is alive or where the hell it is the kids are in the hospital alec shows up to the hospital and right away takes the f over okay he's like uh, my son wasn't driving it was connor and i'm um, also by the way connor's lawyer uh, my son's lawyer i'm everyone's lawyer and the nurse's lawyer everyone here who needs a lawyer it's me i'm i'm talking for everyone i'm no one's talking it's just me like it is like 
where you, I mean, he comes in like hot and he comes in with a lot of audacity and he comes in with that kind of energy where it's almost like take over and, in, and immediately implant the narrative, the story so that it is this immediately. And if anyone thinks that seems weird or that's wrong, there's already too many things happening alongside to um, make this stronger and it's hard to veer from, right? Yeah, I think the, the, the truth is, is that Alec didn't know that Paul had done all the things that he had done prior to this. Like maybe if, uh, to be honest, maybe if Paul hadn't been such an asshole, maybe if Paul hadn't slapped Morgan in front of everybody, maybe if Paul hadn't insisted on driving, then maybe, and maybe if Mallory had survived, then they would all be like, yes, he's our, he's our lawyer. And yeah, let's just, let's just say Connor was driving and don't worry, Connor, like Mr. Modal is going to get you off because that's what he does. Right. But it's because of everything that Paul was doing. And then all of a sudden the Murdoch grandpa and Pappy come in and all of a sudden start to like talk to people. Don't even think to call any of these kids parents immediately start to say that they're representing those parents, the kids. And Morgan has to like, when he sees, when he, she sees Mr. Murdo outside of her window, she's like, no, she gets scared. The nurses are telling her like, Hey, just so you know, um, Paul is an asshole. Like the nurses are telling her that the person who was brought in off of a very bad boat accident with her, who is her boyfriend is like, you need to leave him. So who knows what Paul was saying about her in the next room? I can only imagine. And his own grandfather was like, Paul is drunker than Cooter Brown. Okay. So let's talk about it. So in this moment, I'm not raised from the South and I, I, I do have like somewhat ties to the South and then I have a grandmother who was, I have never in my life heard this phrase and I did not know what it meant. So I had to Google it. Um, and we did. And it's, um, it's a gentleman that we found out, honey, who was half black or mostly black or has some part of Cherokee in him. We're not quite sure. It said biracial, uh, who lived like in, the Mason-Dixine line, pretty much, in outside of New Orleans, was given a plot of land, and during the Civil War, was so f- whatever, like scared to pick a side because he didn't know who was going to win, which is completely, I mean, I, I understanding that he just also decided to get so drunk throughout the entire day that no one could a make him fight or b ask him to do much of anything. I, you know what I wonder? Like, what were hangovers like back in the day? Because they were drinking like hundred proof or something. They were drinking like shit made out of potatoes in the back seat of somebody's Chevrolet. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. what, 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 how do people like get up and then do it again the next day? I just I never understand. Like, hangovers are enough for me to n- not want to drink again for like a month and a half. You know, hair of the dog, babe. That's why. But we don't know that that's true. Oh, it is. That's what alcoholics do. Yes, they drink every day. So they don't, they don't, he doesn't start to drink at night. Yeah, but Cooter Brown didn't start to drink at night. So Cooter Brown, this is what Cooter Brown did. Cooter Brown. Even when I continue to drink, I, I, I'll still be hungover while drunk. You know, have you actually, wait, think about it. It is the cure. You actually don't, it actually is the cure. It's very hard to be hungover when you're drunk. But I get headaches while I'm drunk. You can be tired, but I mean, like, 
it is like that's the thing it's like that's what makes it i guess like you know a full-on addiction addictive disease is that you feel bad and then the way to feel better is more of the thing and then you feel bad and the way to feel better is more of that thing <sighs> she ladies and gentlemen she's refusing to hear what i just said to her i still get headaches whilst i'm drunk so maybe it doesn't work for me specifically because i still get it so i, I am very grateful and happy for those like cooter brown who are just able to continuously drink so that they don't get the headache but for me it wouldn't be that guys i would absolutely still get the headache so that's unfortunate thank you for <sighs> explaining that it's very difficult for me in most things anyway so that boy was drunk and so they're warning morgan i want to say mallory they're warning morgan about him and Morgan realizes this is the only way she's going to get out of this relationship. And, um, and so she does. And um, finally, M Mallory's parents are just driving around. They get to the scene of the crime. They don't know what to do. Um, and Anthony refuses to leave until they find her. He's just there hollering, talking about it was Paul. And they ask him several times if who was driving. They're like, not Connor. He's like, no, didn't I just bloody say Paul? Like, he's like, how many times are you going to ask me what I just said over and over again? Because they wanted him to say Connor um go ahead yeah no i mean so as we said you know mallory's parents pull up to you know the riverbed and there is no mallory and anthony won't leave and in like you know uh basically okay so basically um miley gets wait no miley, miley is like okay for some reason and um the other one like hurts her finger is like really really bad like somehow her finger skin like pull goes back up like it's horrible and some and then connor like fucks up his jaw really bad and, like he has a scar that we'll see for the rest of the of the docuseries and um it looked really really bad it was so he at one point says he doesn't even want to talk about the accident but then we do so it's kind of like it was interesting. He's like, mm, won't be talking about that. You know, he, whether he feels an amount of guilt because he partaked in like the extra drinking mm -hmm. and or, supported you know, it. recorded it. He supported it. Supported he it. He wanted the next, the next drink to happen. And I'm sure he feels bad. Also, can we talk about his hair? Oh, yeah. Well, can, well, bring it up. Let's bring it up. Yeah. It's like, you know, yes, we can, obviously. I keep thinking he looks like a raccoon, but that's not true. It's just, it is this style of hair that was very Ooh, popular, I feel like, when we were young, right? So it's like, why is he still doing it? See, this is this to me feels like Bieber hair. No, this this to me feels like that swept over Bieber hair, you know? Is that what that is? Oh, I, I forget when I was actually young. I forget that I'm actually the age of like Backstreet Boys. You know what Wait, I'm saying? Did you for a second think that you were the age of Bieber? Not that I was the age of Bieber, but in my mind, I was young when this, when boys wore this hairstyle. But the truth is, is that I wasn't young when boys wore this hairstyle. I just forget. I First of all, if you think I'm upset, I'm actually really happy because we're basically the same age. And so if you think you're the age of Bieber, that means we're basically the same age as Hailey Bieber and Selena Gomez. And then that means we're 30. And that means that we have to like, you know, like the drama between them is like so intense, you know? Yeah. <laughs> TikTok, which is hilarious. Um, but what do you think about that, by the way? Um, Let's talk about real true murders, the, you, the TikTok drama between Selena and Haley. I'm going to tell you that. Tell me. They're not black, so I don't care. Yeah, I, I listened to it and I was like, oh, I wish I could care. I don't care at all. And and I don't care. I mean, I don't 
<laughs> people are like, oh my God, Johnny Depp and whatever her name is. I'm like, I don't care. I, I just have a hard time caring about people who don't look like me when it comes to their drama. Now, if bad things happen to them, I'm like, oh my God, I, I care about everybody. But when it's like drama, I'm like, if it's not Tia and Tamara, it's happening to, if it's not happening to Raven Simone, like, I mean, T and Tamara are—they are. They are they, T and Tamara are us. We are T and Tamara. That is us. Literally, yes. We are sister and sister. We are sisters. Uh, and Jack Hayes our mom. No, that's great. Uh, I'll take it. <laughs> that generation is like we are not. I and I. I distinctly remember Bieber coming out, and I remember people being believers, and like all those things. And that just wasn't me. I was like into Amy Winehouse at that time, you know. You know to me, but you said that was the rudest thing you ever said to me. You know to me, oh, maybe I'll look it up and see if you're right. Is, is, is it is it Winehouse Amy, what you said? Ha ha ha. Anyway, God bless. Um, so I'll tell you this. Yeah, I also wasn't into Justin Bieber when it came out. I don't really like his music now. And uh, But I do, right now, I'm currently wearing a one, like a sweatsuit piece, like a sweatsuit. You know what I'm saying? Like the kids, those kids now. Like they wear, this is what they do. Like they, 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 you have, I have to like part my hair. This is like clean girl aesthetic. I have to part my hair, put it back, like in like some sort of slicked back thing. And I'm wearing like sweatpants, sweatsuit. So it's kind of a little bit like Justine from Love After Lockup, you know what I'm saying? But like the color palette I chose is like, you know, so it's like a little baggy look, like a baggy kind of like, you know, like chill look. It's a kind of gravelly, it's called twig is the color. So I'm going to a Laker game. So I have to just like look cool. And this is what I've decided to like look young and fresh and cool. I mean, I obviously will do my makeup and my hair. Oh, oh. okay. And then I was going to like, just should I bring like a hot bag? And just be like full, like one of the like... Where are you sitting? I have good seats. Okay, then yeah. I'm not pro. I'm not floor. Obviously, I'm not floor. Okay. Um, well, I mean, it depends on your seats. If you're sitting like in the back and you have that bag, then you're being pretentious. If you're sitting in a decent seat and you have that bag, then it makes sense. Okay, okay. let's get back to these folk. So um, we then have two years later after this is happening. So three months after the, the um, crash, he is um, in an arraignment and he gets obviously special treatment. And I think this is where, I don't know where the breakdown in their Connor and Paul and Anthony's relationship is. I'm pretty sure that Connor's might've been over the moment he, he accused him of, of riding the boat, driving the boat. Also Anthony and Connor are cousins, the first cousins. So like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who is Anthony gonna choose? His cousin. Um, so I really, I don't know, but in the documentary, it felt like Anthony was kind of defending Paul. He was, he was having a hard time reconciling Timmy from who he knew Paul to be. Um, so then two years after that, Paul moves into Moselle and Moselle is the hunting lodge place. It's the place where they fish, they hunt, they have the dogs. I mean, they were doing like British style hunting where they like, let le release the dogs. And yeah, the hounds. Yeah. yeah, like halls <laughs> of South Carolina, you know. Yeah, just like it was just like this very unnecessary. Listen, if you're a hunter, be a hunter. It's fine, but it's like sometimes at this point in our in our world, it is unnecessary. Hopefully, you're you're doing something good with the meat. Um, so we have um, 
I wrote down Morgan's mother's hair because at that point I just couldn't take it anymore. She looked like a cockatoo. <laughs> she looks like a cockatoo. Um, and so then we we have I think Anthony saying that um, when he saw Paul, Paul whispered or said something to him, "You know I love you and I'm sorry." Like I think what it, what it, what must it be like to be from wealth and privilege? And then have your friends be just like working class schmoes. And then something happens where your your privilege and your wealth just makes itself so evident and you have to walk away because you're in, you're from different worlds. And while you guys were the best of buddies, this the way your family is choosing to maneuver this is the you know least damage possible and the least and no child going to prison. If it were me, if I ever become wealthy and I ever have kids, which guys, it's not gonna happen. But if that were to happen, like in some kind of alternate universe, I would let my kid go to jail. Because you want your your if, if you yeah in this in this situation because I don't I I have too much of a conscience. Like if you did it, then we'll we'll get you some legal counsel, but we're not gonna go to the lengths to ensure that you don't go to prison. In fact, I would be, I don't think I would be able to show my face in the town again, just because that's just who I am as a person, because I'm so close to poverty now. I don't think I could do it. Like I would be like, no, I wanna do what's right. And I love my child boots the house down and yes, but if they went to prison, I wouldn't do by hook or by crook to get them out. They fucking killed somebody. That deserves a consequence. There is a if someone is you know if someone is culpable there there I I don't know I mean like yes I think that as long as no one is not like someone's accusing your okay if if it's a sim if it can be a simple thing where you're where you can accept your responsibility and blame and it's like a little cut and dry like that then yes please you know like because you you there is consequences to things and yeah you know like. I fully believe that the Murdaws allowed Alec to go to prison because they knew he had to. I feel like I, I feel like they would have done what they needed to do to get him out, but he had done so much damage. Even speaking on the stand in the way he was doing and like whatever they needed, they had to cut that arm off and they had to let that arm go. Like yeah, but we don't like, know how many people he is old now. Like he is the top of the Murdoch family. Who else is calling, like, who's calling the shots behind him, besides him? His his grandfather has other, like, he's fifth generation. Do you want, like, what I'm saying is, like, they're just one arm of the family. There's so many more other people that we don't know of. Yes, but it is it is his direct line that worked in the firm and were all the city controllers. Yes, but he has a brother, right? And his yeah. brother has siblings as well. And they work in the firm, too. So people, the family still works in the firm. Uh, yeah, I do think that the partners. I think that at this at this stage, the partners in the firm are not all last name Murdoch. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they're not Murdochs. They could be right. okay. Yeah. They, yeah. So in my mind, I see what you're saying, but we can't think that. Like in my mind, it's much more insidious than we know, and they've had to cut off this arm because not only is he a drug addict, he his son Buster failed law school for plagiarism. Like he's fucked up. Like he has, he's, his, his arm is gone. Paul is crazy. They killed the, he's embezzled money from them. Like it's not even only that he's embezzled money from the own law firm. They've oh, had yeah. to cut him off because he's done too much. 
but they're still going to make sure that he has legal counsel. They're still going to make sure he's comfortable in prison and he's going to call Buster every other day from prison. He has plenty of commissary. You know, yeah, a lot of ramen. He has a lot of ramen noodles. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah. So as this episode ends, um, we start to also unravel more because again, Wa said the entire first episode is about Mallory, 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 and the second episode is about the after effects of Mallory, how they dealt with that, but then also a little like weird sniff sniff of also like, well, what the hell's happening here? Because they painted Paul to be the black sheep and they painted Buster to be someone who is in law school and Nestle also kind of like in the footsteps of his father, the grandfather. That's like, and he looks just like his dad where like Paul looks like the mom and Paul doesn't even like his mom. Paul only likes Gloria. You know, it's like all effed up and everyone just is like, whatever. We, I really, and I under okay, I, I I I can understand something, which is this. The docuseries thing is let's put out a bunch of bunch of sorry, a bunch of information to get people talking about something aligned with whatever we can to get the most eyes and ears on something. And so Netflix put together a docuseries to take um take you know the heat off of them because this is a huge news story. And what they got was all the kids involved. And that's their main story. What they don't have is any from like who, you know, Buster and Paul's mother. You're right. We don't know that person at all. We don't know if she has any, she, does she have a sister? Yeah. Where's her parent? You know, like, what do they think? Are they like, we always thought the Murdoch's were crazy. Are they like too scared to speak? Are they in the Murdoch family? Are they all like, you're right. We don't know any of that. They don't, they can't even hint at it. Maybe because of whether it's like legal or stuff, but it's very obvious that there are whole chunks left out just to as any lawyer would and which is lol frame a story you're we're being framed a story of the murdos but it's actually not a lot about them as much as it is about the news stories we already kind of know about which is this you know we knew about a the boat situation and then we've from different date lines we know um, that we're going to also talk about some other situations. Yeah. So we have a woman who is part of the Wall Street Journal and she covers what she says is the South. So she just is like in the South covering different article crimes and stuff like that. So uh, we then we then find out more about Paul. Paul has had several run-ins with police before and after his dealings with Mallory for, for drunken, drunken business. Um, Buster was expelled from law school for plagiarism um and maggie starts to become aware that the bills aren't being paid so (laughs) she hires a forensic person to look into the finances and then she decides that there's evidence to suggest that she might have gone to see a divorce lawyer and so the family at this point is under a lot of stress in between the death of mallory and you know whatever happens within the two years after that um so Anthony wants to stick up for Paul and wants to say like, yeah, everybody acts like he was walking around like big man on campus that he was like got away with murder. But the truth is, is that he was really sad and it's just kind of like watching him, you know, he was still partying and hanging. People were still hanging out with him, but like these weren't his core group of friends. This is like another group of friends that he had to like be with because he had lost everybody that he loved because of his behavior. Um, so then we have in 2001, a call from Alex um, who is on his property at Moselle and he's like, oh, my wife and kid are shot. And they're like, sir, you're asking him all these questions. He says he wasn't there. He calls the 911 around, I think 10. 
They say that the bodies happened around uh, 8 p.m. We find out that the way that the two people were killed were so vastly different. Like Paul was killed with a shotgun, shot at like point blank. And he was shot like also in the side of the face as well. So he had two shot, sh bullet wounds on him. And then Mary was shot as though she was running away with a, with a rifle. So it's like the only, the, I think the real thing that probably got Paul put away or Alec put away for these murders is because he lied and said that he wasn't there during the murders. But we end up finding out based on video that Paul had on his phone. Snapchat. From from Snapchat earlier in the day or earlier um, around the time of his murder was his father, Alex voice in the Snapchat as he's like recording. Listen, guys, if you're ever, listen, parents, if you're ever planning on killing your children, just know that they have their phones and their phones are either on TikTok or Snapchat, like Instagram, it's open. You are being recorded. I record my parents all the time. So before they start to say, lie and say they weren't somewhere, they got to check in with me so that I can delete stuff. Yeah, and not make sure it's in the cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, make sure it's in the cloud. Not make sure it's in the cloud. It was, I did a, a double negative. Not make sure, I don't know what I said, but I make sure it's not in the cloud. It's probably what well, English is. Wait, it goes into the cloud? I don't have a cloud, I think. Never mind, I don't know. Go ahead. Honey, cloud skies. Honey, in Southern California, it's been very cloudy. It's been very rainy. We have all the rain. We have all the snow. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, it, you know, we'll just never really know like what Maggie knew. Which is which is annoying, you know. Like I want to know what Maggie knows, you know. And um, does she have no friends? Does she don't got no family. Anybody she can buy. She must have told someone that that someone needs to have written those things in a diary so we can find out in twenty years. Yeah, Chris, there's no way. I, you know, it's like because okay, so obviously we can talk about the docu series, but then because it's come out the same weekend, honey, the trial's over. We know also a little bit from the trial, like yeah, like we didn't talk about no one from her. There was no victim impact statements. That was a big thing. Did you know that? No. Okay. What's that there mean? were no victim impact statements. So there were no people who were friends of the victim coming forward saying, hey, this is how I feel that my friend is dead. Yeah. This is the impact this crime has had on me, on the loss on my, of, of, of my friend, my sister, my dad, my mom. My, my mom, Buster. My daughter-in-law. My cousin, my sister-in-law so just like that you know and i think i'll tell you something else that i think that is not the docuseries that we know from um the news and this is also like whatever it's just i almost feel like this is crazy that we know all this but like i think that their bodies are still in temporary graves on site oh and it's so maybe you're right, Wall. Like maybe there really is such a, a a breakdown in the family, or for some reason in such that there is no one to 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 have like a righteousness. I mean, there's no uh, there's no person of value or moral is in this family to be like we have to give these people a proper burial because their lives matter than they shouldn't have died. I mean, or whatever you know. Like and 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 we blame you know they're, they're it seems like they're even them they are useless like yeah. crazy there's no one to speak up for them i mean so well Sad. yeah they killed gloria yeah they killed gloria okay so this is what this is the thing that's so crazy about gloria and i think i watched a documentary a long time ago or at least last year when this first came out called low country where we talk about the fact that how alex stole money so 
Gloria is driving up the drive in Moselle or somewhere, right? She's driving to the house and she waves to like the, the lawn man. And she has her McDonald's uh, iced tea or Diet Coke and she's walking up the steps. And then 20 minutes later, the police are, are being called. And Maggie is like frustrated when the 911 person is asking her, so tell me about the person. Do you know how old she is? Do you know her name? And Maggie's like, why are you asking me all these questions? Just send somebody. And I'm like, Maggie, that's not a good look, ma'am. So we don't know what happened. It feels like Maggie pushed her down the stairs or pushed her backwards and she fell. And then they tried to say that it was that she had got tangled up in the dogs and the dogs called, caused her to fall. And then at, we know that's a lie because Alec then told somebody that he was actually there when it happened and he saw her legs get caught up. And that was a lie. He wasn't there at all. I thought that, I thought the lie was that he wasn't there when it happened. Yeah. That she yeah. told him, but she never, ever, ever gained consciousness and or the ability to talk oh yeah i mean but the yeah that, maybe that was true she never gained consciousness absolutely but the lie was that he was never there yeah, he was yeah he was and yeah so it was and, obvious that she hadn't jo not just um gotten tangled up and then we yeah. will also learn that he had gotten an insurance policy out on that property three months before yeah and then sued himself on her behalf and pocketed the money and never gave the money in any to any of her children and uh, it's just like, they fully took advantage because Mag Gloria was of a different social class than them, like a hundred percent. And they fully, $4.2 million he got. And he didn't give one red cent to those, to her children. And she worked for him for at least 19 years because he, he ra she raised Paul. And Paul was there and he was very sad about the whole situation. But like I, we all, we the the illusion or what is alluded to is that Maggie pushed her down. Uh, you know, it's so horrible what he did in this part. Then like kind of like veers into um, Tom Girardi, Eric and Erica Girardi, which is the lawyer of Aaron Brockovich, who obviously has a wife on Real House of Beverly Hills that came down hard in. Um, stealing settlements from clients and you know victims and just spending it on some his dumb wife's horrible music career i mean you know like just craziness so okay so my loves this is a dark story this is you know it's in the south it's it's you know southern it's gothic it's a whole situation so um as we you know kind of like mosey on down the dark river like we're like in a canoe and it's just like all it's very murky and we're putting our paddles in and they're kind of coming up and like you know it's gross you know we're not into it so um but we have to get to the end and that's where we're headed so thank you so much for listening and paying attention and you know here i would just go ahead and say like don't kill anyone that'd be great uh just like I'd be great. I mean, it's good. And also like, you know, don't steal people's whole livelihoods and um, don't get on Oxy. Horrible, horrible drug. So the whole thing about Gloria dying was because she found like a, a million pills underneath his bed. And uh, apparently like, didn't they say he was taking like 60 pills a day? Some, some, uh, some ridiculous amount. Like how much pain were you in, bro? Like how high were you? What your tolerance is like wild. So anyways, so, um, she dies, and then we start to hear at the end of the episode, like, in 2018, and then we start to hear 2015, and it gets back to another murder that is surrounded 
the Murdaws. And that is the end of this episode, you guys. So if you would like to see the visuals of what you are hearing with your eardrums, you can do so by following us on patreon.com slash docusweeties. And if you would like to follow our socials, Chris will have that information for you. It is at DocuSweeties on Instagram, at DocuSweeties on TikTok, and at DocuSweeties1 on Twitter, honey. Thank you so much for listening. We're really into you. We're really into, um, we, we would give you five stars, honestly, as an audience. Just, I'm, we're not being, we're not lying. We would give it to you. So you want to give it to us, give it to us. Yeah. Um, we love you. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.